Welcome everybody to a Nate Express podcast. Um, we are still in this uh, COVID thing, and uh, I've got my my great friend, my mentor, and someone I respect greatly in chiropractic, Arno Bernier, and I want to welcome him. Thank you for joining us, Arno. Hey, this is wonderful to have you and to be on the show with you and two bald heads together. It should rock. Uh, you know what they say with men with bald heads. <laughs> More room for brains and, you know, we won't go to the other parts. Direct, well, direct universal transmission. There's no interference here. <laughs> clarity, right? Yes. So, um, you know, we've, we're all going through this. There's nobody immune from going through this process of, uh, of the COVID thing. And, uh, you know, I'm on my, on my, my tertiary pair of glasses. My, they're all this way and nobody to straighten them out. <laughs> so, um, there's, uh, you know, we're going through some stuff. How's everything going with you? How have you been? You it's great. Family? Great. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful time. Um, I mean, obviously taking time out, um, getting really grounded and centered and spending time in nature. My grandson is here. Uh, we have blessed to be in Colorado where I have plenty of places to walk and I can take hike in the woods and go to the river with my dog. So I'm blessed. I feel absolutely blessed. I feel a lot of compassion for people that are locked up in a small apartment in New York or in Barcelona or people in the third world. I mean, I cannot even imagine what's going on in the third world where people don't have a dime to their name. Um, the food is getting short for them. It's you know, it's a horrific situation, but we have to make the best of it. Bigger than the virus, right? It's, it's correct. There, there's so much more happening and having empathy for that is, it, it's just yeah. being human, you know? Yeah. I saw a post the other day that was like almost, you know, this is a bummer. We are all locked up and all this. When are we going to be free to get out? And my thought was the number of people throughout history that have absolutely squeezed out of themselves magic, beautiful things, wrote essay, poem, poetry, uh, you name it, uh, the Nelson Mandela, the Gandhi, the people that have been incarcerated mm. on house arrest, in prison, you know, in quarantine in some ways. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we have to really look at what can we get and squeeze out of ourselves from this. So it's no, a wonderful a, time. It's a powerful statement. And you know what, I, I broke down uh, COVID-19 out of having a little extra time on my hands. Um, you know, co meaning, you know, a joint. And I added an a vida meaning life or lifetime in Spanish and Portuguese. And 19 in numerology is refinement. So you co life refinement. Wonderful. And, Wonderful. you know, and not everybody is on that page. And, you know, it's not judging anyone that you know what, I've got two little kids that are half the time they're crawling over my head. And like I said, on my third pair of glasses, they're all over this way. It's a challenge for everyone, right? For wives and husbands that are having to spend so much time. And uh, luckily, we've, uh, we've worked on some things ourselves. I'm personally enjoying being home myself. Like I just told you a few minutes ago before we started, I just bought a little sailboat to go and you know, and uh, bring my kids out on the water and, you know, we're taking them hiking. Not everybody has that opportunity. Exactly. And, uh, you know, what, what, for, for the people going through it, you know, maybe what would be something you would give them maybe a word of input for? Well, you know, something that came to my mind is people that are in practice, uh, you know, even if they are open in practice, 
you know, we all know that the number of people coming in probably has dwindled, um, is reduced, so they have a lot more time on their hand. Other people have chosen not to be in practice for various reasons, maybe because, maybe, maybe because their state did not give them the green light to do it officially and taking the risk uh, wasn't worth it for them. So uh, it reminded me of what Regigol always told me. If you have free time, which is during your practice hours, spend it strictly on chiropractic. Do not do anything else. And that was an amazing recommendation because when I started practicing in 1977, obviously we didn't have cell phone at the time. So we had a lot of time to wait for a call to come in because we had hard lines mm -hmm. uh, and you couldn't go out and meet people on the street. You had to be in your office waiting for a phone call. So I utilized all that time to really refine my communication, to prepare talks, uh, to study the green books, to deepen my understanding of chiropractic philosophy. So I think this is one thing that every chiropractor needs to do. Um, if they, they have more time on their hand, just deepen your understanding of chiropractic principle of your communication or how to educate your people. And that will bear fruits down the line. I see, you know, so many people getting caught into all those conspiracy theories and spending all that time on it. What a waste of time. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Whereas right there, you can do a lot for you, for yourself, for your practice, for your people, for chiropractic. So that's the first thing. And, um, you know, if I think about how I would, because I'm no longer in practice now, but if I, how I would dress it today, if I was in practice, my first talk reopening my office would be, or my communication on social media would be, out of this quarantine, out of this COVID-19, what are we learning? And what we are learning is that our health is our number one priority. Being healthy, staying healthy is absolutely paramount in life. And this was a perfect example so that people can get, yeah, now I get it. I didn't get it before because I wasn't potentially challenged with something. But now I really get the message. And chiropractic is a positive for human physiology, no matter what age, no matter what you have, no matter what's going on with you, whether you're an athlete seeking better performance, you know, a spiritual person seeking deeper connection, a sick person seeking to get better, it doesn't matter. Chiropractic is a positive for human physiology. And as a result of that, it distresses the nervous system. It allows the nervous system to come back into parasympathetic mode, which we all know facilitates ease in the body, cause stress chemical to be wiped out of the body and poured out of the body. So that will be my dominant, dominant message. Health is number one. Health is paramount. Yes. There is no yes. other thing that take priority. Not the money, not the PTA meeting, not the ball game, nothing. Your health, without your health, you have nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're dead in the water. Absolutely true. Um, you know, a lot of people are really coming out of, they're, they're crashing from that sympathetic, the, pe the fight or flight. And, you know, that adrenaline has been so high, the, the fear. And that's where that fighting comes in. And you see a lot of people in that fight. And you and I have communicated a little bit. And, you know, it's not hard to get into that and just want to fight 
And that for me, what I was realizing, it's taking me out of my happiness because no right. matter what, being happy is truly to me the most important thing. I've seen truly blissful people that were terminally ill. And for me, myself, my happiness and my joy is number one, spending with my family, being at ease. Because when I'm fighting with people on Facebook, I still have that <laughs> aggression and we're taking it out. There's no point in that. We're in this no matter what. It's not going to change today, right? Totally, um, totally. So what we have in here and in here, I think, is, is paramount. So you hit on some great topic there. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, I know the things that I'm thinking about in Europe, uh, because they have social laws that are more restrictive to some degree, uh, and we can look at it on both sides. It's restrictive. In another way, it's really positive. Uh, people are forced to take a full month's vacation uh, minimum in the summer. And you can really see that it takes a while for people to decompress and to come down from their work mode, from the pattern that they are in. Where in the States, you know, people sometimes get a week vacation, two weeks vacation. So they haven't had the experience of what is it to really decompress and to let go and to like get into a mode of total relaxation and total ease. And I think this quarantine is a beautiful opportunity for people to realize, can I fully let go? Can I just relax and accept what is, relax in my life, and see what emerge out of it. And it's amazing when you do that, that something will emerge. There is a new level of creativity. There is a new level of conversation. There is a new dialogue to be had in communicating chiropractic the way that maybe you have been stuck in a pattern to do it a certain way. It has become so routine that now you feel like a tape recorder. And as a result, it has lost its zest its passion mm -hmm. and its impact with your people and when you come back into practice now after a month six, six weeks eight weeks of being off maybe you'll come back with a different dialogue and with a greater impact and with a better communication and it's a fresh outlook so i think this is a great opportunity I, you know i'm on the same page with you we have been personally we've been trying to vacation since we had children trying to figure it out it's hard it's not easy right um, and and then you know you've been in chiropractic how many years 40 how long have you been in chiropractic? well since since 1973 you're just getting started yeah <laughs> i feel that way though i haven't lost a passion that's it same well you know chiropractors we take we go to de or new beginnings or mile high as a vacation you know that's not a vacation we're taking four days to go to a seminar is still work. And for, even for myself, I found myself doing that. This has been a great unplugging. And whoever is listening to this, now start, if, if you haven't unplugged, really work at it. This could be your new mission for today of news lists, if you already haven't done that, news, and just decompress, be at ease, accept it, and be where you are. Be. Be yeah. it. Totally. And accepting what is. There is no fighting this. It's universal expressing itself through humanity. That's all it is. It's yeah. supposed to happen. You cannot argue with reality. It is what it is. So the fighting, who started it, how it was started, who cares? It's We're happening. Right. It's reality. Accept what is and something totally different shows up. It's great. Well, you know, it's, it's like trying to blame someone else that they put the hole in the boat. 
and when your boat is sinking and trying to argue about it instead of bailing out the boat, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I have seen, you know, maybe decompressing like this, it might get a few more hairs growing, I don't know, but uh, I've enjoyed it. For what I have told people, you know, what to do is fall back in love with your practice, like you were saying. And I went in and I fixed all my tables. I started tinkering with things and while it was empty and getting everything working that I have ignored, right? And just being in the practice, laying on the floor, staring at the ceiling, falling in love with the, the floor and the paintings and all those type of things. To me, that has been a great asset of just, just falling in love again with my office. Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking in that you're a slacker because <laughs> let me tell you, when I was in practice, there was nothing falling apart. I was like, you know, I'm kind of a perfectionist. So everything was up to date, up to par. And I had a Swiss father. So we did a lot of maintenance on everything. Yeah. Uh, the moment that the office was closed, there was maintenance. However, it made me think of Ernie Landy. You remember Ernie Landy? Yes. Ernie Landy giving talks in, in his office, even though nobody showed up. Yeah. And seeing, like, I'm seeing 100 people at my talk. I'm seeing 100 people coming to my office and giving talks. And what a great opportunity, because I know the new generation is very plugged into the social media to market and promote their practice. But nothing, absolutely nothing, is as effective as in-house talks where you start to have more and more people, you know, you start, you may have three people and then a few weeks later you have six people. And then the next the few weeks later, you have another two people. And eventually you get to 20 people and then you are back to 12 and then you get to 40 and you're back to 22. But over time you get a big crowd in your office. You start to do this practice rocks, absolutely rocks. rocks. So you know, that's, if someone isn't doing a talk and, uh, you know, they, people ask me, do I do a weekly talk? And I did a talk two or three times a week for, you know, 12, 13 years. Now I do, I do one a month because I do one big one or I do twice a month if I feel it because I want a lot of people there and I want to feel inspired. And uh, so that's what I do. I'm not saying everyone else should do that. Um, weekly or bi-weekly, you know, is fantastic. Uh, and what it is, is giving people the clues. Oh, I heard, you know, Arno say that, or Haig say that in our talk that the immune system is boosted. We're all dealing with the immune system. Maybe I need to go get adjusted as soon as they open again. You know, we're planting those seeds. It might've been a decade ago and people remember those things. Right, there has been a lot of argument in some part of our profession about whether or not clearing the nervous system, bringing the nervous system into ease, into a parasympathetic mode, actually affects the immune system. You know, you can have all the research you want or no research at all. It doesn't take a genius to know that when you're in fight-flight mode, your immune system is compromised, you release cortisol, you release stress hormone in your body. The moment that you come back into ease, that you start to breathe deeply, that you you know the funk, the body is is coming into a relaxed state into parasympathetic state immediately obviously it affects all body function in a positive way including the immune system now the other part which i think is absolutely paramount is to convey the understanding that fear is damaging to the body 
there is a specific biochemistry to fear, there is a smell to fear, there is an immune response to fear, and there is also an immune response to trust. And to empower people into trusting their body, trusting the wisdom that created them from one cell, the egg, is absolutely essential. And that is a part that needs to be driven into the general population because unfortunately, the media programs them with so much fear, fear of their body, fear of their symptoms, fear of an illness, rather than, can I breathe deeply, surrender, and trust that the wisdom of my body knows exactly what it's doing with every single step of the symptom that I'm experiencing right now. So I think that's a huge component in addition to the adjustment, which to me is practicing the art, the philosophy, and the science, not just the art. And I think this is one piece that's greatly missing within our profession. I think the vast majority of our profession they may understand the principles, they may understand the philosophy, they may know the science, but in reality, in practice, what do they do? Adjust, 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 adjust. And they are shortchanging the public with two thirds of chiropractic, which is to share the science and the philosophy and principles of chiropractic. Then you practice the totality, not yeah. just one third. And then the impact is enormous. Absolutely. And I wanna say something about the science just because the chiropractor didn't do the research doesn't mean that it's not scientifically correct for chiropractors. We know that that fear and fight or flight, you know, inhibit immune response. The, the medical world has done that research. They say cancer is blamed upon those things. And if we're switch, we help people from sympathetic to parasympathetic and what have you, um, it is, it's obvious that it's affected. It's just two and two together. And totally. just, just because a chiropractor, a DC isn't in the research, it is still valid research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, stress is a number one cause of disease and illness. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Frank Herbert said he, uh, he wrote Dune. He said, fear is the mind killer. Um, Paul Atreides said that one of the characters, but fear is the mind killer. And that's what it is. When we're thinking through fear, the cloud is so much thicker between reason and that fear. And, uh, you know, fear is the mind killer. So when we get into that fear and chiropractors, what's the fear chiropractors are, are, have? Losing practice, uh, losing their home, maybe, right? Because in one thing in Europe, I think what uh, the, the bills and whatever people have been put on pause here, that hasn't really happened. Um, but that's what they're, that's what I think people are really are most concerned about. We live in the chiropractic world and I care for a lot of entrepreneurs in my office. They have the same fears. Um, and that's understandable. We're in that time now. All those things are material. They yeah, all can and, be replaced. Yeah. And compared to the rest of the world, we are all blessed. So blessed. <laughs> it's different than you are, you know, you are in uh, Bangladesh or whatever, uh, and you are under on, on quarantine and you can't get to the store and there is no food in the store and you don't have any money behind you. Yeah, it's a different story. It's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, we, we don't know what others are going through. That's why I can only talk about myself um, So as well. So... But, you know, getting back into practice and putting our love back into it, um, Sid Williams said, you know, it's long days and sleepless nights of starting a practice. 
And, uh, you know, we might have to just, we got to get back to work again. Once, once we get back in full swing of turning that crank and going and doing talks, I remember a story um, Jane uh, told about you at camp, and uh, I wrote a couple of notes about it, and she said, you know, only Arnaud Brunier, when he moves to a town, you set up a, a whole talk. Um, in a in an auditorium and did a talk for the was it was I don't know what city was that it that was in is that that's probably moved, everywhere you went when we moved to Durango that's what yeah. I did yeah I actually connected with all the different businesses the banks and do you believe or not they sent the bank statement within the bank statement that they used to send send paper you know in paper wow. by mail yeah. they inserted the the invitation to the talk at the Durango Art Center and we packed the house. That's awesome. <laughs> and then what awesome. I did, the other thing that I did, I reached out to chiropractors uh, in the community and I told them, are you interested in me coming to give talks in your office for your people? And they say, sure. So I did it for Jim Foleo. I did it for Kim Caston at the Cafe of Life on Highway 3. You know, uh, I actually also educated chiropractors that were in the other side of the profession mm -hmm. that we used to have a, I mean, if we still have the Durango Chiropractic Association where all the chiropractors get together. And what was interesting is the people that are practicing clearing the nervous system, subluxation correction only, were so on fire, you know, there's a light in their eyes and all this, that the other people that were in a therapeutic model, after a number of meetings, start to go, you know, you guys have something. You have so much joy and passion. You're so alive, so vibrant. We would like to have some of what you have. So they invited me to teach them, them and their staff chiropractic principle and philosophy and how to communicate to their client. So, you know, it, it's such a joy when you can, you have that gift, you know, that you can give because we have a knowledge and an understanding and a philosophy and principle that is so beautiful. So to impart it to others is such a joy. And that's what took place. So that's what Jane was referring to. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I thought about that too, because, you know, we have an opportunity to set the tone now in our towns. Right. Because maybe some of those chiropractors that don't have that passion are just going to say, I'm going to go to plan B. They're closing their offices maybe, right? Because maybe they're, they're, whatever dynamic hasn't changed, maybe it hurt their passion. That opens for what you're talking about, the principled chiropractors to go in and teach our communities now. Right. But I always said in relationship to the people that are in a different mindset, I don't want to fold them because this is the education they received. This is where they went to school. They didn't have the opportunities that we had. Uh, so the best thing is not to fault them, not to attack them, to the contrary, to love them, to oh, befriend yes. them. And as a result of that friendship, have an influence and an impact on them. And let's see where it goes. So this is a, a great opportunity, but you know, it's always so exciting. It's exciting because I see, I see a, a, a brand new beautiful horizon for chiropractic, which really means for me is for the people that receive it. We are going to have a heightened energy, heightened vibration, and the people that are doing it, I think are getting stronger themselves. And you can see the ones on the internet and social media. I, I'm not immune to it. I, I can't help it. I look at, at you know at posts in myself. Um, 
but I think there's a, there's a beautiful horizon for us, for chiropractic, which means for the people, which I think is most important. Yes, I think, you know, we, call, we talk about biological resonance, you know, what, what that is. It's like sure. women, for example, that become roommates. Uh, after a while, they start to menstruate at the same time. So there is a clocks on the wall that have the little, uh, what do you call it, a pendulum. Yeah, yeah. If they are not in sync over time, they become in sync. So there is a biological resonance. I believe that out of this situation, the population as a whole will get the importance of being proactive about your healthcare, the importance of doing something positive for themselves on a regular basis, the importance of distressing the nervous system, and the importance of having, having a very clean lifestyle. I think we're going to be a, see a significant change in people's behavior over time. I really think so too. This is going to be a catalyst. It has been for me, I, I, for my own self, for my litmus test of my family and self. Um, you know, I have to look at things as, as being a, an asset. And if we're there, much of the world, and you know, they are going through harder times in, in different places. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share maybe for, uh, for, the, for the future for chiropractors? You know, I have this pressing idea uh, that has been nagging at my mind for quite some time that I believe it is time for a profession to step out of its isolation and start to reach out to all of the discipline that provide a positive service for human physiology and to create locally and then at the county level, then at the state level, then at the national level, an organization, a coalition of practitioners under the umbrella of chiropractic. Because, and what I'm talking about is reaching out to all the massage therapy in your community, to reaching out to all the body workers, the health practitioners, the trigger worker, uh, the life coach, the nutritionist, the acupuncturist, uh, or anybody that has a service that is positive for human physiology, to reach out to them and, and create a coalition that is basically under the umbrella of chiropractic. And I say, not this in a, in a pejorative way or in like, we are better than them, no. But we have a philosophy. We have a philosophy that massage therapy do not have it. You know, the number of, the, of massage therapists over the years that came to see me, and then I found out that they had a practice that was a symptomatic practice. And I conveyed to them the importance of regular proactive care. And I said to them, what would it take for you to tell your client, you know, I highly recommend that you get a massage once a month minimum, if you can afford it, twice a month. It's good for your physiology. You don't have to have an ache or a pain or a problem to get a massage. The same way that you don't have to have an ache or a pain or a problem to receive chiropractic care. And as a result of that, they start changing. But the other thing that I notice is acupuncturists, massage therapy, body worker, do not yet have the depth of understanding of the laws of life, the principles of life, what is healing, what is true health, how do people get sick, how do they get well? They have very little understanding of that. So we have this philosophy. So what I'm seeing is under this umbrella of chiropractic, we could have this coalition of practitioners and create a very powerful network of professional organizations that are like-minded, that see 
very much the way that we need to conduct our life in a similar way that usually have very similar spiritual connection. So I believe that to make this happen, and uh, you know, it, it has been nagging me, and I think now I'm going to take the step to make it happen at first here locally and set up the organization as a model that we can move for, for the rest of the country. It would be extremely powerful. Ultimately, what I see, Haig, is chiropractic being at the helm of a true health, healing, wellness, and well-being department in Washington, D.C., and in every country in the world. Yeah. Because what we have today, we don't have a health department. We have a sickness and disease department. That's right. So that's what I'm seeing in the future. It may be 100 years from now. It may be 20 years from now, 50 years from now. But that is what I believe our profession has a power to do, the capacity to do, and the vision to do. You know, that is extremely powerful. And I've always thought, you know, chiropractic doesn't have any allies. We don't have allies because so many want to do other people's jobs. But creating those allies together, um, one of the intentions we did, uh, our Indigo Festival this year, we're changing the name to Natural Health Fair. We're doing it in, in, uh, in September of getting those people together, helping them create more abundance for their practices excuse me and then being a coalition creating a common voice in our community and then we can work towards a national level i'm so happy you mentioned that arno because it has it is what the profession truly needs not to be accepted by anybody but to actually create allies exactly exactly uh, can you imagine just locally if you really come and, and, you know, I'm going to put this together now. I'm committed to that, uh, at least the framework, and it can be improved over time. But to reach mm -hmm. out to every single massage therapist, body worker, trigger practitioner, rolfers, you name it, nutritionist, and getting them to join this organization, do you realize the type of referral network it's going to create an interrelationship that it's going to create? Mm -hmm. And when issues such as vaccination comes up, the power to have so many different profession behind you and the number of the practitioner and the voice of the people that they serve. Yeah. To me, that to me is the next step. It's a future. We have chiropractic has been staying in isolation in its own bubble for too long. And obviously it's not working. It's not working. We're not making any headways. I think it's the fear of knowing who we truly are as chiropractors. And our true of really what chiropractic might be, you think so? I don't know. I don't know. Um, or apprehension, at least. It's. I find out when you really just share what truly chiropractic is, you meet no resistance. You don't meet resistance with an orthopedist. You don't meet resistance with a neurologist, with an right. MDs, with anyone. Mm -hmm. But when you claim that you're curing symptom with chiropractic, when you claim that you're curing backache, neckache, sciatica with chiropractic, right away you meet opposition and you meet resistance. It's different to say as a byproduct of what we do, some people get well from sciatica, some people get well from backache and neckache, but it's not a treatment for those things. So as long as you remain within chiropractic, I have never met resistance when it's explained in a simple, concise, pure manner without any kind of deviation, not trying to be accepted. 
I remember years ago, I was in practice in Yardley and I was called in a personal injury cases to testify in court. And they, they had the expert on the other side, you know, the orthopedics, the neurologist, the, the medical doctor and all this. And, uh, you know, they were trying to bring me to compete with them in their world. And when I, it was my time to testify, I just asked the judge, you know, before I said anything, can I just explain to you what I do? And I start to explain to the judge and obviously to the courtroom what I did, what I do in chiropractic. And as I was doing it, the judge started to lean more and more and more over his desk. And when I was done, he went, son, are you getting paid for this? And I said, no, nobody is paying me. He said, well, I'm going to make damn sure they're paying you. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then I just explained that I analyzed the spine, detected an area that need to be adjusted to clear the nervous system and correct subluxation, and adjust them if needed. And I show my record. I had no neurological exam. I had no orthopedic exam. I had no physical exam, nothing. It all went in our direction. You told us. Speak the truth. It's Speak true. the truth as to what you do. Don't try to code it. Don't try to impress other people that are in another field. Because what took place in that moment, I became the only expert. Yeah. Because I was in my field of expertise. I wasn't trying to get above. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to get into. Well, I wouldn't even say above. I was yeah. just in my own field. Yeah. They were in their own field. I'm not a neurologist. I'm yeah. not an orthopedist. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a physiatrist. I'm a chiropractor, and mm -hmm. I stayed in my field. So that was that was a really a great uh, experience for me, and you know, kind of teaching moment for myself. Absolutely. Well, um, are there any other things, any anything you'd like to impress on uh, entrepreneurs or chiropractors listening to this podcast? Just trust Love life. Trust, trust life. life. You know, mm -hmm. life works. <laughs> it's amazing even in in the down part in the in the valley you know and i always say this i've shared this many times with you hey you know it's great to be on the top of the mountain and you know i live in colorado you can go on twelve thousand footer fourteen thousand footers you have to start very early in the morning you have to get there by at the latest 12 o'clock and then you better get down after that you cannot survive at the top of the mountain. This is not where the nourishment is. This is not where the shadow is. This is not where the food is. This is not where the people are. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful moment to be at the heights of something. But it's in the valley that you learn, that you grow, that you get the nourishment ready for the next climb. So beautiful. this is, if people think it's a valley, dig deep. Yeah. Dig deep. See what can emerge for yourself. See what new kind of new new trait, new skills you can bring forth for yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, there's a lot of wisdom in that. That was a, that was, that's a powerful statement there and a visualization. I, I appreciate it. Um, we're going to be working on growth. Um, as we come out of this, how to prepare, we're going to do more things, marketing steps, everything. For me, marketing steps is visualizing. I start with seeing the people, just like you said with Ernie Landy, I start with seeing a lot of people in my mind first. If you want to go to your office, you're not seeing anyone or your adjustment table at home, see the people getting adjusted and visualize the person, not just repetition, but visualize the vertebra. Um, 
we're all going to go through this. We're all going to get out on the other side. I, I want to talk about some things that you was brought to my mind when you say this. My CA was for a long time was also my wife's sister. So I would pick her up in Lamberville and then we would drive from New Hope, Lamberville, New Hope, across the river from each other, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. And we would drive the 15 miles to Yardley, Pennsylvania. And on our way, we would think of people that we haven't seen. Yeah. But not like, oh, we got to get them, you know, but really be concerned like, oh, I wonder what happened to Julie, you know? Huh, we haven't seen her in a few weeks or we haven't seen her in a month. I wonder what took place. And sure enough, <laughs> within that morning or the next day, Julie would call to come in. Mm -hmm. So the visualization, but when it comes from a really sincere, concerned, heart-centered place is very, very powerful in attracting people in. I mean, that's, that's everything right there. It really, really is. We do the same thing. My CA is, is the master at it now. She's, what happened to Craig and what happened yeah. to Julie? And they'll either call or just show up. Yeah. And, uh, or we get a call, maybe they had passed away or something like that. Is exactly. But yeah. it's, it's, and sometimes you can even call and, 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 and honestly say, you know, we haven't seen you in a few months. We wonder what took place. Did something happen? Did you had a family situation? Mm -hmm. But if it's genuine yeah, and it's authentic, mm -hmm. it's very different than, well, we haven't seen you in two months. You know, it's time for you to come in for your adjustment. Uh, uh, uh. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different place. That's about you. It's not That's about right. them. That's so, another big bit of wisdom and yeah. in, in practice because everyone right now, it seems like everyone's trying to be the best business person, man or woman. And uh, to me, it being a, a, a server and truly coming from the heart and, you know, your lessons of uh, the endless vacation. I remember the moment I called you and I said, Arno, I get it. I'm in love and in the, in the stream of love. And, you know, I think we might even, I, I think I might've just cried on the phone of just happiness with you. And, uh, you know, that endless vacation, it's when it is about love and service and caring, there, practice just grows and it's just a happiness and you love going into the office in the day. When I, I know when I need a vacation, I feel like I'm going into work. I could feel that, honey, I need to take, I need to take a few days off. I'm not I'm on this point right now. Um, so yeah, I, I thank you for, for giving, reminding me of the, the stream of love. And that's, that's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. We get a lot of calls over the years for people that say, I remember being at the camp or I remember being in that talk, hearing you talking about never working in your life when you really love what you do, you're on an endless vacation and you get paid for it. And then people call and say, just like you did, like mm -hmm. Michael Sarnoff would call him eventually and say, I got it. I got, I got what you're talking about. Yeah, endless vacation, you know. Uh, and it, it's true. It's an endless vacation. From that point on, you'll never work in your life. That's it's it. amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Arno, I love and appreciate you. Thank you Me very too. much for joining us. Thank you for everything you do in Florida, for the student at uh, Palmer, Florida, and for your community, you know. Thank you. Uh, and I, you know, I've been to your office, so mm -hmm. I know the reality of it. Because sometimes you talk to people, and then you go to their office, and you say, "Well, that's not exactly what I saw." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah you, you have the Thank real you deal. That. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. 
and I want to invite everybody. We're doing a weekly Green Book readings with students from around the world. Um, this Saturday, we're going to have translators into Spanish. Um, some were already doing that. We went a little fast. This time, we're going to take it a little easier. Um, we're still on volume 33. We're at chapter 22. So I'd like everybody to join in 11 o'clock Eastern time. I'll send out those, those again, too. And uh, Arno, we had a blast. And, you know, you inspired us. You inspired me. You've inspired multiple generations of chiropractors and, uh, and many more to come. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You know, it has been hard work. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't wait to get off work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, what a joy. What yes. a joy. All right. I love you. Thank, Thank you, you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we'll have a, we'll have a, we'll be, we'll be doing another one very soon. God bless y'all. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Arno. You.